0: Hey everybody! Welcome to another edition of My Thai Happy Hour. I'm George. I'm here with.
1: It's Hambone. We're here,
0: and we got a great show for you tonight. It's going to be
1: excellent and fun. Hambone, what are we going to talk about tonight? So tonight we are going to talk about the Vans Warped Tour. It's been resurrected already. We're also going to talk about Dave Made a Maze, a movie I've just seen that I totally loved, and we're also going to talk about George's new guilty pleasure, The Masked Singer on Fox.
0: You know what? We're not going to talk about any of this tonight. Wait, what? We're not talking about any of this. Huh? I can't, I can't do an episode of My Thai Happy Hour knowing that Luke Perry is dead. What? And, and and we're going to sit here and talk about fucking Masked Singer.
1: Yeah, that's the plan. We no, we no, 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 no.
0: We are doing this completely different tonight. This entire episode. Is gonna be about Luke Perry. I I didn't know you care that much about Luke Perry. I can't, I can't, I can't do this. You're calling an audible for Luke Perry? I can't, I can't talk about fucking the Warped Tour
1: as a grown adult. George told me, I'm a sympathetic crier, dude. Luke Luke Perry is down. George, this world is terrible. Whoa, what happened? I can't deal with this. So, for those watching at home, Last Friday, Luke Perry suffered a massive stroke, and he passed away yesterday at the age of 52, which is way too young to die. And apparently, George has a whole <sighs> lot of... To, don't you cry, George. I I'm am I'm a sympathetic crier, George. You don't understand
0: how important Luke Perry is in my life. Well, like I, Luke Perry
1: is our James Dean. He was our James Dean. He was our James Dean. Like where, where most men I know turned out a Brandon, we all wanted to be Dylan. Like obviously. this is
0: this is the worst thing ever. All I've ever wanted was a Porsche like his. He had a pretty cool car. And his quaff, like you almost have it. It, it takes hard work. You just but can't, I, I'm getting there. You can't do the sideburns, but I get it. I can't do the side. George. I'm just. You've I'm seen just. Them. I'm. A, I'm am i I'm a wreck. You I are. I mean. A wreck. I mean. I can't. I can't function. The last few days have been like. The worst? I can't, I can't, I I mean, is there a better, better season of television than season six of Beverly Hills 90210 episodes one through ten?
1: Well, no, I've seen 90210, but that means nothing to me.
0: God, God damn it, Hambone. I mean, I'm talking about specifically the episodes leading up to the end of the Dylan McKay character, the episodes where he... Travels to like Mexico to fu- no, no, it wasn't for no, that was even before. That was, before that was when he got when we went with what's her name from Tiffany Amber Thieson and went to Mexico to find yeah. out to get the money back from the lady who stole his fortune after his dad was murdered by um that Tony uh I'm blanking on his name right now, but
1: yeah, it's a mobster.
0: But episodes s- one through ten, season six, were the ones where he goes to get revenge on the mob boss. And proceeds to marry or fall in love about to get married, gets married with the mob boss's daughter.
1: Wasn't that Rebecca Gayhart?
0: Yes, it was, the Noxima girl. The
1: Noxema,
0: yeah. And 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 she the most cute. the most amazing thing was that um was that they at the end of that season, and and it, I mean it was the best write off ever. Basically, Dylan McKay like falls in love with the drug lord, like in real, like like shoot, he falls in love with the drug lords uh, or drug. I don't know if he was a drug lord or just a. a crime he was a very boss, bad man, and and then proceeds to 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 fall in love with her and marry her, and and he the the father can't deal with it. This is the man who murdered Dylan McKay's father, Jack, mm-hmm. Jack McKay. And then he did it again. And then he goes to have Dylan murdered and 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 the Nuxema girl uses his Porsche to go out to get I don't know eggs or something. It was
1: a sad ending for
0: the romance. And then they kill her by axing cuz she's wearing his hoodie. The exact same storyline that was then repeated in Sons of Anarchy years later. With uh with that guy with the really nice beard's uh wife. Opie. Or, Opie. Yes, right? It's in the exact same storyline. It's spot on. Like guys. completely ripped off of it. But Dylan McKay did it better because god damn it, he was perfect.
1: He was perfect in every way.
0: I'm so upset.
1: Yeah. I mean I I, I listen, let's 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 call for what it is. I watched a whole lot of 90210 and O when I was a kid. I watched
0: all the nine I don't know actually I don't know if I watched all the way to the end. I really fell in love with Melrose place yes. in the late nineties when it went dark. It got really
1: dark. Really dark. Around the time there was the peach pit after dark, Melrose Place actually got dark. Really dark. Really dark.
0: And uh, lots of murder. But uh, what I loved about that that season six, which you need to go binge watch, it was ten episodes.
1: Yeah. Uh, you is, know me in a good TV binge. Is
0: that while this whole like murder mystery plot thickened. Uh, at the same time, there was like like a sub story where everyone else was just like, "I don't love Kelly anymore," and it was like so. Oh, everyone good.
1: had so much heat with Kelly. It was
0: so like n- had nothing to do with the Dylan storyline. Was so good and so out in left field. And then there was like we don't like. I was just fast forward to the Dylan yeah. stuff.
1: Yeah, I had a lot of problems with nine hundred two one zero. I mean, David, uh, as as you know. I just wanted to slap the shit out of him at all times. Yeah. Like, and again. It was kind of fucking annoying. Real annoying. I always thought it was kind of weird that, like, Aaron Spelling, who produced the show, his daughter Tori Spelling, was Donna on 90210. I always thought it was, like, the weirdest thing, that he kind of always had this weird Madonna complex with her, but then, like, directed the scene where she loses her virginity. So uncomfortable. So many levels. We're going to
0: get to Tory Spelling later. Are we really? Oh, yes, we are. We have more Tory Spelling. God, who would have thought it would ever come up once on our uh, show? So were you upset when you heard about Dylan?
1: I was. I was really bummed out. I, I really did love him as an actor. I loved him as Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I've really been enjoying him as Fred Andrews I know. on The Riverdale, which is awesome. Now,
0: I had to stop watching that
1: show. could kind of, like, jump the shark. But did is he – are they going to have to write him off? I don't know what they're doing yet. They've they released a statement. The producers of Riverdale uh, expressing grief over the fact that uh, their friend had passed, and they've not really said anything about it. They're actually currently filming the very end of I think this current season. It's it's got to be hard when one of your main characters passes away, and also it's it's a sad That's thing. That's rough. Fifty two is. Fifty-two is way too young to die.
0: Yeah, especially when you have a young kid who's a
1: professional wrestler. Yeah, and he was such a supportive father to his professional wrestling kid. Yeah, I mean, everyone loved him.
0: I blew my mind that he wrestled at GCW on Saturday. Yeah, like I really thought they were going to switch him out. He fought
1: Rich Swan and won. Well, yeah, I'd and I so. think he fought PWG on Sunday. Like I, I, well, listen, his father's in show business, right? Yeah, his the show must go on. In the end of the day, if you are an entertainer. Hell or high water, you take the gig, you make the gig, no matter how hard it is sometimes. And listen, sometimes it's too hard and you, you can't do it, but I'm sure that he was hoping that his dad had a stroke, his dad was going to make it through, and unfortunately God, he didn't. it fucking sucks. It sucks. And lots of death. Lots of death. We Keith. lost uh, uh, the, the guy from the Prodigy, Keith Flint. Keith Flint died. Make sure you get the wrestler right that died. Don't pull an Enzo. No, 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 no.
0: It was uh, King Kong <laughs> Bundy. King
1: Kong Bundy. Um, sorry, passed away. I don't mean to laugh. Um, um,
0: death, the, the the guy from the Prodigy. I mean, that was surprising. He was young suicide. too. He was suicide. Um I In mean, his 50s. they very much they were. There was nothing like them back when they were around. I mean, that no. was "Slap My Bitch Up" was one of the most progressive videos ever on MTV. Oh yeah, one of the few that was banned. They should it once. Fully s- banned. Saw it when it aired the one time, and then it never aired ever again. And that was
1: the cool thing that happened pre-internet: that if you were there and you saw it. You knew about it, and it became the stuff of legend because it totally got banned within seconds after it aired. And if
0: you had your V A, your your VCR ready to press the button, and that's the only reason
1: why it exists on YouTube.
0: Uh and uh, you know, obviously, I don't know much about the prodigy other, other than they were one of those uh, alternative uh, right electronic, but not emo nine, not emo, not gothy nine inch nails type. Right. So, more, but more EDM.
1: More but again, dancing. very
0: very sad. I feel he got a little China'd.
1: He totally got China.
0: Like that, like was rough. Like that yeah. was and for those who don't know, the day China from the WWE died, uh, that morning it, they announced she had died, she she OD'd, and um that was very sad. But literally two hours later, Prince died. Yeah. And that the news cycle just dropped China like swept right under the rug. Completely just gone. Nobody even knew China's name by the yeah. end of that day. Uh but you know, and then King Kong Bundy, have they announced how he died yet? Because he no. was young too, he 61. was sixty one. I mean, he was a big dude. I don't think he had gigantism though, like the Big Show or Kane or them.
1: You know what? I you never can't tell because, well, I mean, Luke Perry look he was in fantastic shape. Yeah. And strokes don't discriminate.
0: So. And wrestlers obviously are sadly known from that era. Yes. To pass those big hearts. Big hearts. Big hearts are yeah. a problem. Eddie Guerrero. Yep. Big hearts. Steroids are bad, kids. Steroids yeah. are really bad. Not saying that he did. Allegedly. But allegedly. We have no we idea. We have no fucking clue what we're talking King about Kong most Bunny, of the time. King Kong Bunny was also gigantic. He so was huge. I don't even think... But he wasn't like necessarily muscular, so... Yeah. W- what do I know? No presumptions here, folks. M- yeah, we are... Just
1: sorry to everybody's family.
0: We're not fake newsing anything.
1: We have no idea. Do
0: you have a cocktail for us?
1: I do have a I mean, how do I follow that?
0: I don't know. I have a cocktail. I'm so, so sad. Yeah. I'm so sad. Go ahead, give me a cocktail. All right,
1: so this month is the month of March, so the theme this month is March Madness, and March Madness means to me drinking cocktails with excessive amounts of booze in them. I
0: just thought of a theme for you. Did I you found really? out from that lady who does the Velveteen Lounge. Oh,
1: they're lovely. She
0: does, uh, we should maybe do a month of mocktails. For our non-alcoholic people. That was April Fool's. That's, that's that's the April theme. Oh, you do have one. Yeah, we, we talked about I don't this. think you put it on the thing. No, it's, it's, though. it's on the thing. Shut up. Go ahead.
1: All right. So we have uh, Navy Grog tonight. Now, we've talked about this in a previous episode. I'm bringing it back for the March Madness, and I'm kicking it off with this. Navy Grog is a heavy alcohol cocktail. So what you have is three-quarters of an ounce of always freshly squeezed lime juice. You've got three-quarters of an ounce of grapefruit juice. I recommend the Ruby Red. Three quarters of an ounce of club soda, one ounce of honey mix. Now, how you make the honey mix hmm. is you take honey and you take water and you heat it up until the sugar dissolves. So essentially, you're making a honey simple syrup, right? So an ounce of that. An ounce of light rum, an ounce of dark rum, preferably Myers, and an ounce of demerara rum. Now, what you're going to do is you're going to add all the ingredients except for the club soda into a shaker full of ice. You're going to shake it vigorously and you're going to strain it over You're actually going to strain it into a double old-fashioned glass. Now, most people don't have an ice cone around a straw. Now, you can get them through Beach Bum Berry directly. Uh, They sell them through the website. So if you don't have that, you're going to want to put ice in this drink, and you're going to want to top it off with a club soda. If you do have the ice cone around a straw, it's even cooler. So the Navy Grog is something that you definitely should not drink and then get behind the wheel of a car. Always take an Uber or a Lyft because March is pretty mad.
0: March is mad. It's freaking nuts already. Like I've got nothing uh, other than like it's just it's just insane. I I can't believe we're already like a quarter of the way through the year. I'm 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 completely lost right now. Can you
1: believe I'm gonna be forty in less than a month?
0: I told you what happens at 40, right? Yes. It all it all breaks. It's all starting. It all breaks. It's all starting to break ahead of time. Like it's so bad. And I've seen like men who are like like strong men who just break down. Like just They'll ne- they're never the same again. It's like freaking crazy. I'm beat
1: to shit right now.
0: Like, I don't understand. I just wake up and I'm hurt. Like, I've never... 40 is rough. I mean, mentally I'm happy, but it's just, it's just everything else is rough. So last year we discussed when they announced that the end of the warp Tour was coming. The
1: last nail in the coffin. It
0: hadn't made money in a little bit. It was it was losing see millennials don't go to concerts, let alone festival shows, uh, especially touring festival shows. It was clearly a Gen X thing when we had the Lollapaloozas and the, and the women, the Lilith Fair Lilith and Fair? The, the hippie one. Woodstock? No, the other one. Bonnaroo? Uh, no, there was another one. The Great
1: Kukumuga. No, there was a traveling real festival, y'all. I'm not just pulling that there word out of There was my
0: ass. a traveling one that I'm blanking out on right now. Regardless, uh, why was it Bonnaroo? It might have been... been Bonnaroo. Was that traveling?
1: I feel like they did a few dates here and there. No,
0: this was a traveling one. It was a hippie one during the era of like Warp Tour, Lollapalooza, Lil' Fair, and then there was a hippie one. Well, I, I, if would, I, would I wouldn't if anyone remembers. If you know, Not a please hippie. put it in the comments below. We'd love to know. Anyway, Warp Tour, longest lasting tour. I mean, it's been going on forever well, since 95. Kevin
1: Lyman created in 95. Yeah.
0: I was the first one. I went to the first like 10 of them. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he called it quits. It's rough. Like, there's no one, like, no one's doing large scale touring.
1: Well, you know, it's hard to get people to go to it when in 2013 they're like, all right, parents get in for free. Mm -hmm. Like just trying to get more kids in front of the bands, they're letting parents in for free and putting up like adult playgrounds for them or like parent tents.
0: Yeah, so now he did make it clear that as a touring entity, it would end. I always
1: thought that was a very
0: specific terminology he used.
1: Hey, Ric Flair retired it.
0: Yeah and 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 he did he said he was and he did say he was going to do something for the 25th anniversary. I think he was very honest about right. that. This is the 25th anniversary and uh he which I believe it actually started in 94 but I think in 94 it was just on the west coast. Right. 95 is when it toured where he hit Asbury Park saw Civ and Quicksand and Sick of it all Rock and sub- sublime. Yeah. No rocket from Cripp was the year after. The year after, right. Uh it was sublime. It was L7. It was it was a weird hodgepodge of bands, but it was yeah. excellent. Anyway, twenty five years later, it now has been announced that they are doing three two night dates, two day dates in um, uh, Atlantic City, in um, Chicago,
1: No, uh, California,
0: California. No, they are doing one in 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 uh, Mountain View, California, and there is one more in. At Cleveland, at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So yeah. it's gonna be one day at the Cleveland Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, uh, two nights in Atlantic City, and two nights in Mountain View, California. Which uh, and and they've announced the uh, Atlantic City date as uh, so they're saying the huge two day 25th anniversary right. bash. And uh, they've announced uh, three. El- uh, I'll read that last See I'll read the ones that matter. Three Eleven, yes. Andrew WK, the Aquabats uh, Bad Religion, Big D and the Kids tape I think you like them. No, I don't like them. Blink One Eighty Two. So there's some big bands in there. CKY, Weird, uh, Frankie Arrow and the Future Violence, our friend. Uh, who? Well, H Two O, Good Charlotte, uh, the Mezingers, Lesson Jake, Real Big Fish.
1: So it sounds like they have a good mix of the last the ten offspring. years. Of the work Sure.
0: <laughs> uh, the Offspring are playing thrice. God knows why. Uh, look, so it does look like there's a, quite a bit. I named the bands I give a shit about, but there's probably a lot of bands that like normal people like, like Circus Survive. Say Ferris is playing. That's a really weird band.
1: That's, that's a callback if I've ever heard uh, one. Uh,
0: and about kind of the same bands are playing. There's a few different ones playing on the West Coast, but for the most part, uh, there are similar bands, like Lagwagon's playing there, uh, Fishbones playing there. Anyway, I. There was no way in my head that I didn't think he was looking at what Riot Fest was doing and how Riot Fest was succeeding and not thinking – I can do what Riot Fest is and make it a lot easier on myself. A
1: lot easier, and you have equity in the name. After 25 years, everyone knows what the Warped Tour is. And by doing it by coastal for just two days, you're getting people to be like, "Okay, I'm gonna." It's a destination now.
0: Now he hasn't said that he's gonna do it again. He's gonna um, do it again. I on, think son. I think if they make money, he's gonna do it again. Now last year's Warped Tour, I believe, was one of the most successful, like the second most successful Warped Tour ever. Right. But luckily, he stood by. He's not Ric Flairing that. He's not going back on tour. God, it must be so tough to do a warp tour anyway. Oh yeah. But, but so he's doing this. Let's see how this works out. I mean, Riot Fest started out just in Chicago. It branched out. It was in Philly for a little bit. Yeah. It did a New York one or in Brooklyn. I love the Philly one was my favorite. Right. One day on the pier, I heard it was awesome. Oh, it was one of the best concerts I ever went to. Yeah. I mean, you had Weston and and uh, and and you had uh, Hot Water Music. You had X. You had the Descendants playing. Out Outdoors in front of ten thousand people with like pyro, yeah. Like uh, you had.
1: Uh, if you ever get the chance to see a show at the the pier in Philly, definitely go. do it. And you know
0: if, if he's got he gets that feeling that like that feeling that you yeah. get with with warped tour and you he's mean the bank
1: to... account growing that feeling yeah
0: I don't know about Atlantic City what do you think about Atlantic City that's kind of weird that's
1: kind of weird I you know I understand that they probably would do it they can't do it in Asbury Park again
0: yeah sadly because
1: well, because mean, it's a real city now we, it's a real city now we know what happened the last time I mean when the skate and surf festival washed up it became bamboozle and they did bamboozle left bamboozle right I mean uh. uh A plan like this works.
0: Bamboozle failed on its own stupidity. Of course. The problem with Bamboozle, like, Surf and Skate was great. Once Bamboozle became a, we need to get mainstream
1: artists. Once they got fucking Bon Jovi to play Bamboozle it was over.
0: They just couldn't afford. From what I read, they just couldn't afford the uh, the guarantees. Right. We, like it's one thing to have Bon Jovi, but when you have Bon Jovi and Rihanna, <laughs> like I, I don't even know what it costs to get a Rihanna or a Bon Jovi. Yeah. We, they, we your ticket pr- her. Yeah, exactly. Your ticket yes. price. They're gonna work it. I mean, they'd move it to the Meadowlands. Um, did you hear that they tried to reunite My Chemical Romance for this? Yeah, of course they did. And supposedly, they, according to Kevin Lyman, he got pretty far along with it. Uh, I have no idea. Uh, but I think uh it, well, I'm not asking you if you have no, an I'm idea. Just I, I'm just, you know, telling I'm just you, saying I, that's wild. Uh, I don't think he's lying. Um wow. and I think if anyone could it would be him because he probably has a relationship with everybody. Wow. Well,
1: I mean that would be the thing. And but here's the thing. All right. So say if he did that, right? How much do you think that would like piss off like Riot Fest because that's like Riot Fest thing.
0: Well, yeah, I'm sorry, but the Warp Tour is no. It, okay, no, I'm not going there, Hambone. Yes, it's their thing, but the Riot Fest just ripped off the Warp Tour,
1: right? But the Riot Fest is still like actively going, and that that's their current thing. I guess that's their current. I'm sorry. Like, every summer, we're gonna get a band that you haven't seen in a billion years to get back together for. Just I call two bullshit,
0: Ham. Hey, I'm sorry, but Coachella is doing it before Riot Fest. Remember the Refused? Oh, that's right. Remember the Guns the and refused. Roses? Yeah. I mean, I'm sorry. Like, that. that's how that's called a, a business where you're <laughs> trying to reunite big bands. And at least it, the Warped Tour would make sense because My of Romance got big while on the Warped Tour. That's very true. So I think that's kind of one of the reasons why they became huge was because they got. And that happens a lot where you have bands like Sugar Ray and bands like. Uh, what? Why do you laugh at me? No, it's just me? funny because. Ban- it's- bands like Sugar Ray, bands like Alien Ant Farm, bands that were like. that got big on the Warped Tour, Events Sevenfold. Right. Like, who were. Probably shouldn't have been playing uh, like the third stage and we we're like, why is Sugar Ray playing? I'm
1: laughing because I think of like when you think of like what Sugar Ray got big for, which is like fly, right? Yeah. And you think about like what you would see on the warp tour. Like the two just don't
0: it worked. No, I'm sorry, but like at that time Sugar Ray, most of their songs were like aggro before aggro was aggro. Well
1: they had like what mean, Mach- yeah, uh, mean, mean machine. machine ten
0: seconds down, give Dancing a hug. Like their shit yeah. was hot. Yeah. Like that first album, that second, even the Fly album was really good, except for like they threw Fly on there. Wow. It was kind of like, you know, the offspring who would throw that one weird song on there just song every album. Yeah. That that's how it worked out. Anyway, I'm kind of I'm excited. I don't know if I'd go, but um I am I'm happy the Warp Tour is at least I I believe in the Warp Tour. I love the Warp Tour. I have fond memories of the Warp Tour. I haven't I don't even be able to name a band on the Warp Tour in like ten years. But I think it should exist when something like Ride Fest does exist.
1: No, 100% agree. I just don't know where they're going to do it in Atlantic City.
0: I'm sure. I mean, it's on the beach. I'm sure they have a spot for it. I don't know. Do you know what I got tickets to this week? What did you this? I got tickets to the Stray Cats. Did you get them? The Stray Cats are uh, my last bucket list band. No. They can't be the last one. the, The very
1: last one. They are. That's
0: it. At this point, I've seen uh, the Jell Biafra show I saw with uh, that band he played with was better than any Deg Kennedy's reunion I could see. Well, yeah. I saw the Misfits. Right. Uh, there. What else do I have to see? There is nothing. The bucket list stuff is done. The bucket, the well is dry. Wow. I have no interest in the Smiths. Well, like, yeah. uh, you know, I, there's not much I could I, – I have any – like, everything I've seen, they're dead. Like, whatever is not – I can't see is dead. Di- Excuse me, I burped. The Clash are dead. Like, there's nothing else I could see. Yeah,
1: I guess you're right. Shit.
0: And uh, so the stray cats, right? The stray cats just won't play in this country as the stray cats. They just, you know, they'll do the Brian Setzer thing for like yeah. 110 bucks a pop at a theater.
1: Didn't they do Viva Viga Rock Vegas? They did.
0: They did on the west. They do stuff more often. They do stuff on the west coast. Uh, but they did not. Uh, they haven't been here. They haven't been on the east coast as far as I can tell since they toured with Tom Petty a million years ago.
1: It's so weird that they toured with Tom Petty because you like you know you think of like who would tour with Tom Petty? The replacements toured with Tom Petty, Stray Cats toured with Tom Petty. So I'm sorry, I'm just trying to wrap my head around it because when I think of a bucket list. I don't ever think about finishing a bucket list. Yeah, I finished and, it. And you finishing it not, just blowing my mind. Not my
0: not my uh records bucket list. There's still plenty of records I'm trying to find. Yeah,
1: but I mean with bands but like
0: bands, I mean I've seen I mean I've seen like over a thousand shows. Oh yeah, I know. It's like I've seen everything. Yeah, I mean it makes sense. It uh, does make sense. It's just uh, hearing I, it is I'm like thinking, I'm just like, there's not no, there's no one still alive that I haven't seen. I mean, there's new bands I'm discovering that I'd like to see live. Right. Um, if I were to say anything like, I don't know it's the notorious MSG still around. Like, I'd love to see them. They're my favorite uh, Chinese uh, ghetto rap uh, gangster rap group. But I th- I've seen them already. I have photographed That's them. That's a great name. Uh, That's a
1: great name for a band.
0: Oh, have you ever heard them before? No. Oh, you would love the notorious. I'm gonna check MSG. them out when I leave. Please, they are so good. They are a hardcore gangster rap group out of Chinatown called the Notorious <sighs> MSG. And, yeah, there's, yes. yeah, it's as good as you think it is. Yeah. It is some it, of the it best. Can't be, it can't be bad. They're one, And I discovered them at the Warped Tour. No shit. They were on one of the weird side chains, like the Shearer Girl stage or something. Uh, but, no, I, I've seen uh, pretty much every band I'd ever want to see, and uh, the Stray Cats are the last ones. I think uh, with you, I saw, I mean, Agent Orange. Agent Orange. Adolescence. thank God we
1: saw them, We saw them. Yeah,
0: and Adolescence and, yeah. and Stray Cats. And, that's, and I think that was towards the end of it. I'm struggling right now to see, is there any... No, I mean and everything else I saw as a kid. Yeah, there's stuff I wish I saw that I, I, I saw that I wish I had enjoyed more. Like what? I don't re- I don't know, like ten foot pole with Scott Radinsky. Like weird stuff like right. that. Yeah. Um he's now in pulley. But you know, for the most part, I've seen Elvis Costello. Yeah. I've seen uh I've seen Paul Westerberg. I right. don't really need to see the replacements.
1: I've seen the replacements. You know, I've seen Guns N' Roses in And they're like, fucking awesome. I've
0: seen Guns N Roses in every car- incarnation, but the current one, which I might go see if they come around, because I've heard it's as good of a show as it needs to I've be. I've heard
1: that's the same thing.
0: And the best part where the straight cat tickets were only 65 bucks. What? Yeah, I know. Which uh That's it. I know. And I was like, do I want to buy a ticket for Alice? And I'm like, we paid like $110, $120 each to see the Brian Setzer. Christmas thing.
1: I can't believe that's the tickets are that inexpensive. Yeah, it's
0: not that bad. Now uh, they, they murder you with the surcharges. Oh, God. How much how much the uh, surcharge? Mu- I bought four tickets and I paid a ticket's worth of surcharges. <gasps> it's like 15, 16 bucks a pop and it's murder. Yuck. So it's at a place called Pier 17. Speaking of piers, uh, above a pier, I don't know. It's in New York. I've never been there before. I've never heard it of it. It sounds like it would be really nice in August. Oh, that's perfect uh so that's 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 the warp tour I, you know I'm curious to see how it does I thought we uh, should bring that up since we did talk about its death and now it's revival do you have you have you ever been to a warp tour we,
1: we've talked about this like several times I know uh, no, but
0: I don't remember much yes I yes. Know. The
1: 107 episodes You caught what I have yeah uh so yes I've uh, been in, like a ton of warp tours okay so and you... it's been fantastic uh Randall's Island it was just it was mostly just Randall's Island you the dust Island ball
0: and, you know, the dust Bowl. Did you ever go to the Raceway Park ones? No, not okay.
1: to. I went to Randall's and then all the other ones I went to at Asbury's. I swore I'd never go back to Randall's Island.
0: <laughs> no, those were bad. Those so
1: were... I was an intern at AM and m Records uh, right around the time the self-titled Face to Face album came out. And when, while I was an intern there, I mean, obviously they did not hire me. However, they're like, oh, if you want CDs, it's just there's CDs in there. So I got like MXPX uh, Slowly Going Away, The Buffalo. I got the Face-to-Face album. And are like, oh, if you ever want concert tickets, they're just, they're just in that drawer over there. And I open up the drawer, and it's just a whole stack of tickets to the Warped Tour. And I was like, how many can I take? like, Take as many as you want. So I took a carload of my friends to the Warped Tour um, in Randall's Island. And when we left, we were all completely covered in mud and dust. We stopped at the McDonald's on Route 46 by the... Uh, the, uh, the diner by uh, William Patterson. Yep. And we walked in there and everyone just kind of audibly gasped and got real quiet. And we're like, what? And we, because, you know, we had just been just so covered in mud and dirt, we didn't even know. Like, it was like we ran a tough mudder, it, except we didn't actually do any cardio. It was
0: bad. So we used to, th- I, I smartened up and started using, uh, bring a handkerchief. Right. Uh, so I could wear it over my mouth during the sets when the dust bowl would get too bad. Because I'd be shooting from the photo pit, and you'd see that wall of dust just yeah. coming towards you. It was brutal.
1: Most violent pit I've ever seen. for The deaf tones that year. Yeah. I was. I was people there. getting pulled out from under other people getting trampled. People getting run off the field in golf carts with limbs broken. It's oh. like it's the deaf tones.
0: Uh,. New
1: topic? Yeah.
0: Uh, let's talk a little bit about Dave Made a Maze. I know nothing about this. I still haven't... I couldn't find it on any platform. It's on Hulu. Ah, I didn't know that. But it's
1: it's on... So, his, so currently... So Dave Made a Maze is a movie that came out in 2017. It is about a frustrated artist in his 30s, yet to accomplish anything besides building a fort made of cardboard in his living room that takes on a life of its own, and he gets lost inside of it. Now, uh, this movie is... The perfect mix of artsy and fartsy. <laughs> and it's out on Video On Demand, or you could find it on Hulu. It's not one of those things that pops up when you open up your Hulu and it's like, hey, watch this. You actually have to type it in the search and look for it. However, it's there, and it's awesome. It was made by a guy named Bill Watterson. It's his first de- directorial debut. Um, he's also done, other, done things like video games, but this is his first movie. And I really enjoyed it because it, it's a nice perspective... On what it is to be a frustrated artist and to just start and stop so many different projects that you want one to work out so bad you just kind of lose yourself in it. And for him, it was building an actual maze with a minotaur inside of it. Because what's inside the middle of a maze? What was a the, fucking minotaur! What was the maze made out of? Was it like hedges or like? Cardboard. He took like refrigerator boxes and Amazon boxes and he built like this little fortress inside the middle of his living room while his girlfriend was laying on a trip. Is this like a Rain Man type story? It's not like a Rain Man type story. It's like an odd adventure and allegory for um, what it is to kind of be a suffering artist and so his girlfriend comes back from the work trip he's been stuck in there for three days and he's like don't come in don't come in don't come in
0: can we stop for a second yeah the minotaur is that like a human dressed up as a minotaur does he hire somebody
1: well you have to see oh jesus the maze comes to life and all his friends go in after them, and wackiness ensues the best part about this is it's not a big budget movie so they could have easily phoned it in and done it with cgi it is worth watching just to experience the maze which is fully handcrafted and made out of like legit cardboard and other things that are cardboard related it is so amazing i would have loved to have been inside like walking around it's like it's a dungeon crawl so it's you kind of end up going on like a dungeon crawl with his friends trying to find their way out of the maze and uh it is so much fun if you could, it's so
0: dark. If you could see Hambone, if you're watching this on the video, you could see it. He just lit up like a like a flower, just like, oh, my God, that was I'm like.
1: talking about Kronor Dungeons. It's awesome. Oh, my God. There's a there's a fucking minotaur in the middle of a maze. I mean, it's kind of a spoiler to tell you that, but guys, what do you find in the middle of a maze? A fucking minotaur, as God and Gygax intended it.
0: I mean, that sounds Greek, so it sounds good. Oh, yeah. Uh, do you know what dropped this week? What dropped this week? Hold on. The
1: blink for me? trailer good.
0: for Can season two how many fingers I'm holding up?
1: of the OA. <laughs> oh my God, they, they're oh, actually bringing yeah. that back! Damn.
0: Yes, good. And who's the president? Are you
1: playing this in my earbuds right uh, now? Um, Are we gonna get like a a season desist for I playing just... this? Oh, Oops. fix that in post.
0: I'm not gonna play this because I'll get nailed for something. Don't do it. I jumped. In the air <laughs> I um this
1: is the story.
0: happened the way i imagined
1: let me miss hazarova so for those watching at home i'm like hearing it and experiencing it so I you're listen. seeing my face kind of hearing it in my earballs and i'm kind of we like into another weird another dimension another dimension other versions of ourselves <laughs> do you understand what we're on the edge of here
0: this looks just as fucking weird it's as the original. God-like prairie.
1: The original was plenty fucking weird. My name's Kareem Washington. I'm a private investigator. Okay. I'm looking into the disappearance of a teenager staying at this house. Spooky. Is this the missing person? What? What? You look like you've seen a ghost. The image just reminds me of a young man I knew in Michigan. It's also hard because you uh, listening at home and watching so aren't seeing what's going on here, and we neither am anything. I. So I'm, I'm hearing the trailer. I'm experiencing you the trailer. sound so
0: upset by this.
1: No, but it's just so weird because you're watching the trailer, and I'm listening to you watch a trailer.
0: So for those who don't remember, the oA was ah. the biggest mind fuck we ever watched. Oh, it, was. Uh, it was it crippled me mentally for a long time because the whole movie, like it was about like rape and abuse and torture that was all solved by a big dance number in the end. A big existential dance number. Like sprockets, almost. And uh, I don't know know what to think about this, but I'm curious. (laughs) I'm I'm going to watch it, because I watch everything. The comments are hyped. Uh, I've been waiting for this. So hype, so hype. Lots of hype. I I, I don't know. Uh, Oh, this one's good. Season one, Interpretive Dance Saves the World. Season two, Interpretive Dance Saves the Multiverse. Whoa. Mind blown, right? Mind blown. So, speaking of which, even better off, uh, today... Game of Thrones trailer dropped. Oh, yes. I won't play that.
1: Yeah, because I want to watch it. I watched it right before I came here because I heard about it as I was about to leave my house and I stopped and I watched it in my car.
0: Are you excited? I'm so excited. I'm so excited too. So we need to talk a little bit about how we do, we need to rethink how we do reviews on the show.
1: Okay. I feel we're like having a production meeting right. We're now. having
0: a production right here with everybody else with watching. Everybody watching. I think. You know, we, I think we should live stream our our, our Q Q two uh, production uh, totally brainstorming. Should. But we but, should have my ties. Yes, but I I just want to say I think we should mm-hmm. if it's a I think the week a show drops that has a full run we should just do a like taste a preview, if you will, of what that first episode was if it wasn't a binged show. Like, if it was something like, say, The Deadly Class or even, like, uh, Doom Patrol, we should just do a touch-on preview, like five minutes, and then we should do a full wrap-up review the week afterwards.
1: So you want me to only watch one episode?
0: No, no, so the binging one's on Netflix. Okay. I think you can go all in on.
1: Okay. Because,
0: like, those you can binge. Okay. I just think we need to, like, we can't do a full review on one episode. I find those, I just don't think there's, we don't have enough. We can't grasp it all.
1: I love this idea.
0: And so that's, I just think about, plus, I just want you to know that I am on episode five of Umbrella Academy. Nice. The show is getting significant, so that Umbrella Academy gets better every episode.
1: It really does. It's a great show. It
0: really does. The acting. The acting gets a little bit better. Dude, Ellen Page is the worst on the show. Like, she's like the real, like, the only real actress on the show, and she's actually hot garbage on the show.
1: You really think so?
0: You think she was good? I thought she was pretty good. I don't know. She plays Ellen Page.
1: But that's okay. That's what the character is. I don't needs. know.
0: I actually start like, other characters I didn't like at first get better as they go. She gets worse. Hmm. I don't know. I, I'm on the part now where she's like, I can use my power to violin well. I don't know. She does violin pretty well. She violins pretty well. Uh, Also, I'm just, we're cleaning house right now before the last stuff. Dark Phoenix trailer dropped. (sighs) Gross. Really? I hated it. It looked a little better.
1: No, it doesn't. This
0: looked a little bit better. There's not much space, though.
1: Like, and and right off the bat, and this is a major spoiler because they spoil it for you right in the trailer, they just kill off Mystique. In the trailer, they kill off one of the longest running cast members and characters. That was in every single movie, they kill her in the trailer. Like, what the fuck? I know. Who would have thought Thanos would have snapped his finger and
0: Mystique would have died?
1: Yeah, from a completely different universe. Crazy. How did you get
0: there, man? Speaking of which, Captain Marvel... I can't wait. Dude, what the fuck was up with the trolls? Dude, the
1: trolls Can we talk
0: about like rotten tomatoes having to change their entire process because of the trolls? Yeah, wow. Well. So for those who don't know, um the Bree Larson said something to the effect of and I'm don't quote me. You know, I I don't love doing press junkets because I walk into these rooms, it's just a bunch of like white dudes. White white white, white nerdy comic book dudes who are just like, "Hey, eh, what do you think of it? How would you compare yourself to issue one fifty four of Avengers? And uh and I uh, you know, for the most part, I think she's right. Yep, she ain't wrong. And she uh, oh my god, the hate. Yeah, they came the after hate. her so torches. It dropped down. She was torches. like at like eighteen percent. Uh, fan vote Ryan Smith. I think it's called uh, uh, Review Bombed Her. I think that's what they're calling it Uh now nuked from space. And Rotten Tomatoes was forced to remove, I think permanently, their fan review percentages.
1: Well, I think the fan review percentages should have been removed or at least turned off until the fucking movie actually comes out and you've seen it. Like, look, If you're going to go and fan bomb something, whatever. No one can stop you. But how are you going to fan bomb something that you haven't even seen yet? And I got a
0: problem with that because I actually like the fan reviews. I try to balance between The fan review and the critic review. So, if you have a high, if you have a thing that's got a 91% Rotten Tomato critic review, but you have an 18% fan review, I'm going to question whether I should watch this. Completely
1: understandable. Like,
0: especially some of the artsy, fartsier um, horror movies I watch. I watch a lot of horror. You do watch a lot of horror. I watch a lot of weird horror. And sometimes it's like, oh, this is critically acclaimed, but it's like, Boring as shit and artsy as fuck. And I can't, and I, I need the the fan review stuff. But in this case, they just bashed it because it's like privileged white people got nothing better to do. Nothing. Uh, so I, I'm excited for that. I believe the reviews came out today uh, 85% Ron Tomato. Uh, people are calling it okay. There's some people who really don't. I, don't know, I didn't read the reviews. Some people call it flawed.
1: Yeah, I mean, look, a movie like this was always going to be polarizing. And really? Yeah, Just because there's a woman in it. That's well. That's what's going to happen. People want the movie to fail, so they're going to vocally try to make why it fail. Why would people want it to fail? Because they're assholes. Like, it's it's not Did the same
0: thing happened to Brave with uh, Brave with uh, Pixar. Is that why that failed? I don't
1: remember. I liked it. I like Brave. I thought uh, it was fun. I saw... Uh, and this is not like when I say something's fun, like when I tell you, oh, your band was really fun, but your band really sucked. No, I actually really enjoyed Brave. He says it all the time. Different different Two different kinds of fun,
0: two different contexts. I saw uh, Ralph Rex the Internet. Oh, how was that? Very good. Oh, god, I, guess. I thought it was better than the first. I imagine. I thought the first, uh, the final third, when they spend all that time in Candyland, I found boring. Yeah. Uh, this one is really good. There's an incredible scene where they go into Disney like the Disney internet universe towards the uh, second half of the movie, and it is full-on Star Wars, Marvel, Disney princess madness. There's a scene with the Disney princesses who they kidnap the girl or they find the girl, and they try to find out what kind of princess
1: she is. Right. That is
0: one of the best scenes ever. Oh, I want to see it. and it, It's really, really good. Yeah, Definitely check it out. We have one last topic today.
1: Yeah. Before we get to that, though, I want to brighten up your Netflix day. The End of the Fucking World Season 2 is filming right now. Really? Yep. I just saw a thing on that. And also, I want to say, sorry, Matthew Lillard. I saw that they replaced you as Shaggy in the new Scooby-Doo cartoon movie, and you found out on the internet. It's a dick move, Hollywood. Well, it's very
0: WWE of them.
1: That's so WWE of them, but you're always my favorite Shaggy. Uh,
0: Final topic of the day. Yes. Let's talk about The Mass Singer. Please say so I I very rarely do I have the time I know you have the ability to do this is magical, your mutant power to watch everything and anything, but I don't have a lot of time between having a kid and a crazy job and just too many hobbies. I struggle to find the time just to watch the stuff I really want to watch right. and stuff for the show, which is why sometimes I will not have seen a movie or a show that Hambone has. I give the later perspective.
1: But which is usually Hamble. What the fuck are you talking about? Uh, about a year ago, <laughs> about a year ago, when Deadpool
0: 2 came out uh, on YouTube, on Twitter, there aired a video of Ryan Reynolds performing uh, The Sun Will Come Out Tomorrow, right on Korean television on a show called The Mass Singer. He performed it. I was blown away. It brought a tear to my eye seeing Ryan Reynolds, not knowing it was him, a unicorn, this beautiful unicorn sings. Of course, it's a beautiful like, unicorn. Like, like it, was just, it was just, oh my God, it was dripping with love and happiness. And then he pulled off the mask and revealed he was Ryan Reynolds. And I'm yeah. like, this is incredible.
1: You're I, emotional
0: tonight. I will watch the shit out of this if, this were, if I could find more episodes on, on Korean yeah. television. So I, I forgot about it. And then a couple months, a month or so ago, I saw this show trending on Twitter called The Mass Singer America. And I was like, I need I, I don't know whether I should I I saw people trying to guess who the mass people were. In this American version on Fox, they have like 10 people. They're celebrities in some way, shape, or form. When I say celebrity, I use the term very, very loosely.
1: They're more famous than us. Because you need to really
0: be pretty low to have to go on a show called Mass Singer. But you know, sports people, actors, musicians, uh, people who want to prove something to the world by showing that they can sing under this crazy, crazy getup, right? And <clears throat> I um, I caught it on episode two or three, I think three, and I was like, I gotta watch this. I put it, I recorded it, I DVR'd it. I didn't tell Allison what it was, but like, we need to watch this. And we watched that third episode. It was the one where some like sports guy was review some like I'm um, Brandon name. Terry Bradshaw. Yes, yes, was real to be someone and I'm like this is fucking it is a fever dream. The 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 Judges are fucking Jenny. Jenny, I don't take uh, you know, don't believe in measles shot. McCarthy. Yeah, so
1: I don't take anything she says seriously whatsoever. Uh,
0: the guy, uh, Alex
1: Trebek's not Alex
0: Trebek. Uh, uh the, the guy. Well, Alex Trebek. Trebek. <laughs> oh, <not> his son. <laughs> You're tired. I'm so tired. It's, uh, uh... The guy from uh, the guy from that show's son, who's the singer. I'm blanking. <laughs>
1: So hard Alex, not Alex, no. pretend it's
0: Alex Trebek's you're, son. You're, you're, he looks like Alex Trebek. The guy is uh, from that show. Was it Growing Pains? Who's the dad's son? It's, uh,
1: it's from Growing Pains. It's
0: well, it's what's come on, come on, come on. He's,
1: he's like blurred lines. It's uh fucking <laughs> just come on. So you have
0: Keenan and, and Thompson. You, well, no, he was a guest one. You have the the the, the Asian guy from Ken from Young. Hangover. And you have some like brown woman I've never seen before and I have no idea who she is. Nicole
1: Scheringer. That,
0: wow, you are awesome at this.
1: I just watched the season finals so we could talk about it before I came here.
0: And I, um, the worst judges ever Robin Thicke. Robin Alan Thicke's Thicke, Alan, son. Yes, yes. Alan Thicke, Rod Trebek, Alex Trebek. I was close. Oops. I was close. Was AT. I mean, I was really you were close. You're right there. So- and and so I just the, the <laughs> fever dream of a show. There's the guy who have Nick Cannon wearing a turban for the whole Does thing. Does he the, wear it
1: every episode? Not it, everyone. He's wearing the first and the last. I one. feel
0: like that's cultural and appropriate. A culture appropriation. I'm not sure, but maybe he is a turban person. Um, though that came out really bad. Oh my god! Like a genie. Like a genie. Just, just keep, I got one on my arm. Like just, I like just, look look. I have yes, one too. I just, mean just it's it's, it's
1: okay. Going.
0: So so I, I I see this and I'm just blown away by both the singing and the costumes and and the madness and you know every week we would try I guess some of them are very very obvious uh we we got um we got uh Allison was better at this than I was, but you know we got some of them pretty early on. I got Tori spelling right. The, the hints were horrible. Some of the hints were god-awful. Tori Spelling
1: was the unicorn, Tory
0: right? Tori Spelling was the unicorn, and and wow. I was like, I caught it because they showed a typewriter. I'm like, oh, that is Tori Spelling because Aaron Spelling uses a typewriter. And Alice is like, you're insane, and it was. Yeah. Uh, a Margaret Cho yeah. was one of them that nobody got, and it turns out it was that... She was the Poodle. Yeah. And Wow, you see, you know some of this.
1: I have a high retention level.
0: And then some of the people were like, okay, well, this is clearly a musician... Uh, Gladys Knight,
1: which is what uh, Keenan Thompson called it from the start.
0: Yes, and a lot of people thought it was Tina Turner. I thought that was absolutely crazy. Absolutely Even though not. She no, she had the voice. Yeah, but, she could have been. And then, ah, but Tina but that, Turner's a
1: very specific voice. No, no,
0: no, no. But Gladys Knight was pretty close on it. And then Gladys, because you got to remember, they're not doing stuff in their comfort zone.
1: Still, Tina Turner is a very specific. But voice. But then she
0: did a Tina Turner song, and it was Tina Turner sounding like she was singing. But they were like, "You can't be doing her own song." And and then she said she had like eighteen Grammys and. And we're like, oh, we figured out who that was, yeah. as both the pips as and on ourselves. Yeah. Some people thought it might be like Patty LaBelle. That one went the course. That's
1: Jeong. He insisted.
0: How he she lost, that kind of blew my mind a little bit. Joey Fatone lost early on, too. So right. the ones where it was musicians losing, it was yep. kind of funny. Uh, then there was who I originally thought was uh, David Copperfield, turned out to be David. Not David Cassidy, he's dead. I could have sworn it was David Cassidy, but then they found out he was Another dead. Another teen
1: idol, Donny Osmond. Donnie Osmond! So Donnie Osmond was the peacock. Now, you have to understand, for those listening... I'm so psyched about this show, can you tell? I can tell. For those listening uh, at home and those watching on Facebook in YouTube Donny Osmond when he pulled his mask off his face was so puffy and sweaty he looked like the guy who got caught at the end of an episode of Scooby-Doo and I kept waiting for him to say and it would have gotten away for it too if it wasn't for your dog and your meddling kids because he looked so fucking blown up when he revealed himself at the end of the episode Well,
0: I I always said that I'm pretty sure 99% sure that any of the performances were tracked like there's no way they could have been singing they were all and dancing in the outfit. Yeah, all tracked. Um, however, I found that some of them, when the mask was reve- revealed, re- removed and they were cutting close up on their faces, a handful of them, including Gladys Knight, looked like they were actually singing. But some of them- well, le- Gladys Knight don't lip sync. Some of them, some of them, such as uh, the Donny Osmond, they were only doing far shots. He was lip syncing. And you could tell they were lip syncing at that point. Though I do believe, I mean, that's their voices. They were singing. At some point, they were in a recording booth right. singing. Singing these songs, we're right. karaokeing them. So it was I just loved it. I loved the stage presentation. The costumes were nuts. Uh the the winner, the monster. Everyone loved the monster. The monster was a fan favorite from the beginning. His singing, Let's I thought, kaiju. I thought it was Kid Rock. But really? then I'm, I'm like and I, much like Tina Turner like, there's no fucking way it was Kid Rock. Right. But then again, it
1: was like Gladys Knight. Gladys Knight's pretty big. Yeah, she was probably the biggest star they had on there, as far as what, what I thought was funny. And forgive me for cutting you off. Is sure once they got revealed, everyone's like, "Well, why did you do this show?" It's just like, man, why, why are you asking like the D-list celebrity? Knock last night, but why are you asking the other D-list celebrities? Why are you doing this show? Like, like it's kind of a dick question. Well, I think some of them were more like, "I
0: want to do it for fun." Yeah, I but so the winner. Yeah. Which I I didn't nobody caught. No one, nobody. No this one, one blew my mind and I'm kinda glad he won. I wasn't disappointed, but the winner, spoiler alert, three, two, one, turn it off. T pain.
1: Oh, I thought you wanted me to say it with you. Yeah, no, 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 T-Pain. no. Yeah, no. yeah. I
0: was just like, give them a second to turn it off. Oh, okay. T pain. Yeah. I would never have guessed. First of all, his voice on some of that stuff, and he really tried to do different types of music yeah. was off the chart. So T Pain, for us Gen Xers, is a, a rapper who's been popular in the last decade. Who's known for like pretty much making auto tune what I an auto tune is.
1: Yeah,
0: and the fact is, he became known as the auto tune guy. He even had his own app. He won
1: a Grammy for it.
0: Where you could put your mouth in front of the app and it would turn you into T-Pain with autotune. And he just pretty much got typecasted as this and really wanted to show the world that he can sing. Yeah. And I think he also dropped an album on the same day.
1: Which is a great tie-in! That's a power move, T-Pain. And, power move.
0: And and on it, he also does uses very little auto tune. I mean, to the point where Jay Z has a song called "Death of the Auto Tune," making fun of it. Like he yeah. was very upset about. It. So this was his chance to really. Uh, he chose it because T-Pain's a pretty big star. I yes. mean, he also has many Grammys. He does. Uh, he. It was a great way for him to show who he, what his voice can sound like, without you uh, thinking he is T-Pain. Right. And so the show ended up really good in a happy note, which was amazing. What What are your thoughts, Ambone? Oh, I think Clearly, you're not as ex- excited about Mass Singer I, as I, I thought am. The show sucked. What? I did not enjoy it. There was a. This was a feel good television show. What What
1: sucked about it? Yeah, I, I everything. Just, what taught to me? I, I I didn't like any of well except for Keenan. I didn't really like any. Uh, I like Ken Jeong, too, but like I didn't like the whole like oh my god we're so into this reaction. Well, the one girl the, on the, the fucking, right. Well, the girl on the right side was the, the judges. Worst. Yeah.
0: What's her name? Like, Scheringer or whatever. Yeah,
1: because it's like all oh, like okay so we have to say this line about how like we're so confused and so into this and act so surprised. It's just like God shut up. Yeah. I, I don't. The know. The judges were horrible. The judges were fucking horrible. And I think that's really what took me out of it was like all right it's kind of interesting to see what they're doing with this but at every second they're cutting back to the judges who are making like these really shitty quips about like what's going on and they're trying to guess what it is and i'm like i can't watch this because i just i detest this entire thing do you like survivor nope god so you don't like reality tv not a fan really yeah no we found something you dislike yeah totally don't like reality television
0: (sighs) I mean, I'm neither here nor there on reality television. I watched Survivor last season because John Morrison was on it. Did he win? He, no, he should have. He was awesome, though. He played the game very well.
1: Was he Johnny Survivor on that? He was
0: Johnny Survivor. He was fucking <laughs> jacked, too. It was amazing. Yeah. It was like, well, there's the guy who clearly isn't going to fail at the uh, contest. Yeah. And now I'm like watching Survivor because I'm like hooked on Survivor because of that.
1: Right. Uh, so but- they get you.
0: Total divas? You love Total Divas?
1: Different. That's different though. And
0: Total Bellas is far better.
1: It's far better, Total Bellas, absolutely. But it's, that's different That's a different kind of reality television. Oh. It's pro wrestling. It's just an ex- it's, a, it's an extension of what I watch on my day-to-day basis anyway.
0: Hambone, it's been an, another excellent addition of my really Happy Hour. One. Is there anything
1: else you'd like to talk about? Anything else I'd like to talk about? I got a brand new board game called Mixtape Massacre that I absolutely loved. It is a board game where you play an 80s or 90s hard uh, villain archetype and you have to go through a sleepy little town murdering people to try to win the game. A lot of fun.
0: Is that what you guys played on Friday with me? played on Friday. Oh, sh- fuck. Was but I wasn't at work till like 10 o'clock. I know, you had minute. a
1: long day. But it's six players and they're about to drop a new game on Kickstarter tomorrow. Are you going to kickstart it? I'm absolutely going to kickstart it. It is called Escape from Tall Oaks and it is a reverse of the game because now you play the teens that are supposed to be getting killed off trying to survive the night.
0: It's do you how how much? How
1: much? Not even how much. How many? How many? How much kickstarting do you do in a year? Not much. Really? I've been doing a little more lately. Uh, because so, uh, Secret Country played, uh, this past weekend in New York City, uh, and we, uh, opened up for a band called Ruby Ray, which is our friend Ed and Abby's band. And Abby's like, oh yeah, by the way, I'm doing a Kickstarter, which you need to talk about your Kickstarter more, girl. So I kickstarted that album on the spot. Uh, I kickstarted this year a company called Ice Cream Dice, which is. You know, uh, Dungeons and Dragons dice for that look like ice cream flavors. So, of course, I mean, I'm a big ice cream fan and I'm a big Dungeons and Dragons fan. So, it was really over the plate for me. So, I kickstarted that. And then, I'm going to kickstart this game.
0: I typically only kickstart uh, back shaving tools.
1: Yeah, you have an inordinate amount of back shaving. Tools. Oh my god! But then again, you are like half. Oh, I can shave my back from
0: every angle with by myself. Yep, and nice I can and skill. thank Kickstarter for that. Yeah, like if you. Oh yeah, like it's just. If you want to find the ultimate back shaving tools, Kickstarter is the place to go. Yeah, it let is. me tell you. Uh, I think we are good to wrap up this episode, Hambone. Let me find your music so I don't fail you with the music again because that's happening a lot lately, and I apologize. <laughs> Hambone the Informer, how can the kids reach you?
1: You can find me on Twitter at Hambreaker, where I'm tweeting mostly about Dungeons & Dragons, professional wrestling, and any of the other goofy shit that I love. You can also find me on Instagram at John Hambone McGuire, where it's mostly pictures of my podcasts and the adventures that I go on. More coming soon, because the sun's coming out. George, where can the kids find you?
0: The kids can find me at GLK Creative on Instagram. At GLK Creative on Twitter. I am at cultofgeorge.com, hammering out my archive as fast as I can. But it's very, very slow going. It's just tough to find time to, like, edit and go through. And then you want to edit those old photos. It gets really, really rough. But anyway, you can find me anywhere good hotcakes are sold. He does like hotcakes, yo. You know. It's the way I am. Hambone, take us out.
1: Everybody remember, be nice. Aloha. (laughs) Do (laughs) do (laughs) do (laughs) do (laughs) do (laughs)